Hi guys, welcome back to Wildest Kruger Stories. I'm Craig. And I'm Carolina. And we haven't been with you guys for a while, haven't we? No, so we, we did that Q&A. And yeah. it was like, we filmed that at the same time. Or recorded it at the same time. Yes. And then I uploaded it, and then we had the interview with Carolina, which was also pre-recorded. So we haven't mm. actually recorded one for a while. Okay, yeah. Which I feel like we have said before. We do this sometimes. Where we yeah, like yeah, yeah. Especially when we've got, we got a lot happening around, a lot happening in our lives. And a lot did happen in our lives over the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, do you want to announce it? Do you want me to announce it? Sure. We have officially uh, got engaged in the Drakensberg Gay yeah, Us. Woo! Can you sound um, more excited, please? Well, no. We need to keep <laughs> keep it professional, yeah? <laughs> You're like, yeah, so we have officially gotten <laughs> engaged, yay. And let's move um, Yay, us. Hang on, let's move on to the topics of... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it was a beautiful setting. We went on holiday. Your parents... Yeah, tell the story. Tell the story. You just don't sound too excited. Okay. But I guess okay. the thing is also you had planned this for a while, so you knew it was happening. So like eight months. Yeah, so it's not as, as exciting for you, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, my parents came to visit from Sweden and we uh, went to the Drakensberg, which we are going to talk more about because that was awesome. But Epic experience. But we do want to just tell this story because I'm sure people are quite interested. Um, and then we went to a lodge that we have been to before in 2019. Yeah, so it was quite special because we were there in like the earlier ends of our relationship. Um, and, and yeah. you actually surprised me. Yes. By, like, so the first time we stayed there, you surprised me. We were on our way to the coast and then mm. you stopped over there. Uh, which I didn't know. Uh, so that was so nice. That was also special. And then Craig set up a, together with the lodge, they set up a very beautiful like lunch stop uh, out in the bush next to this dam. Uh, and I thought it was just like a thing for my parents. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then Craig says, come look at these ducks. That was my, that was my pickup line. Um, <laughs> kind of, you know, you got, you got everything kind of prepared and guys out there that are listening that have done it before, You've kind of got the whole speech prepared and you kind of got it all on paper and it's ready and it's in the back of your mind and you're ready to go and then as it's happening, you forget every fucking word. And Sorry for the language. Ducks. And I was like, yeah, they're pretty, but whatever. And then I was about to like walk away and he's like, no, wait, I, I need to ask you something. And I was like, whoa, this is happening. And then he goes down on one knee and like shows me the ring. And then he forgets, like he says, like he forgets to actually ask me. So he just says, so what do you say? I was so focused <laughs> on making sure the, the the ring box opened the right way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, so, so what do you say? And I'm like, you haven't actually asked me anything. But yeah, very um, special moment. Very, very special. It was very special for my parents to be there since yeah. uh, they're from Sweden. And we don't get to celebrate a lot of, of things with yeah. them uh, since they live there and so on. So it was really special for them to be there. And we're very, very happy. We are indeed. You don't sound too happy. <laughs> I'm happy okay. in my own way. Craig is smiling now for those who are um, wondering. Who's wondering? Yeah. I, I am happy indeed. But today we obviously have a lot to talk about, and what the top the topic we're going to focus on today is um, South Africa. Yeah, I think South Africa as a mm. whole more, and you know we speak a lot about the Kruger, we speak a lot about the um, safari side safari of the, side of, the of, of of South Africa itself, and we talk about the Kruger, which are 
which our podcast is called Wildest Kruger Stories, so yeah, yeah, should be the focus. But I mean, it, it doesn't doesn't mean we should take anything away from the rest of the country. And I, well, this spe- specific holiday we went on with your folks was very 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 mind-blowing wasn't it exactly and i think it was also it was really cool to show them a different part of south africa that was kind of the whole point with going to the drakensberg uh, because they have been to kruger before and as much as they loved it they were like it would be awesome to see a different side of south africa and i haven't been to specifically this part of drakensberg before it's a mountain range and i have been to other parts of the mountain range but this area is called drakensberg yeah, you know. the, yeah, it is the, the it splits up into three different sectors. They also overlap into Lesotho, um, which is uh, an inland country in South Africa, and um, well, surrounded by South Africa. It's a mm. country of its own. It's independent, but mm. it's uh, it only has land borders, and its entire borders is South Africa. Mm. Um, and the Drakensberg pales over into into Lesotho. But um, it's split into three different sectors: the north, the south, and the, the north, the central, and the south in South Africa. And it really is a beautiful area, isn't it? Amazing! It was it was really stunning, and also like why I think this is on our minds and talking about this is because we spoke a lot about about this with my parents. Yeah. And they were also they were super super happy with going there and absolutely loved it. And they also said, you know, this is not really what you expect when you think about South Africa. Or Africa in general. No. Like, you don't really expect these, like, green hills, beautiful mountains. And it almost looks like... We were, we were like, saying it looks like the Dolomites or, like, yeah, Scotland or New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. yeah the, that's the kind of vibe that is in the Drakensberg. And we went on these incredible hikes, uh, which was a lot of fun to get out in nature, hiking. A different, um, a different type of ni- nature, you know, mm. g- getting in touch with a different type of nature, you know, walking, walking these mountain ranges, um, you, know, it, you know, generally when you're on, on walks on safari, not that we're comparing, but um, it's just, it's just how different and diverse South Africa can be is, you know, here you're walk when you're walking on safari or doing a nature walk or a bush walk or a trail, you need an armed, an armed guide um, walking you through the bush. And, you know, me as a guide, you're constantly... Yes, you enjoy alert. it. Yeah, exactly. Alerts are really good. But you're constantly alert, looking at, checking these corners, checking over the high-rises that you can't see, controlling your guests. Whereas hiking in the Drakensberg, I just felt you could be completely at ease. There was, yes, some some of them, there's some pretty steep areas there and you, you can't be to, too at ease. <laughs> and you need to be alert, obviously, because yeah. there is, there's, there can be snakes and stuff, so you need to see where you're stepping or whatever. But but it's not, there's no big five, yeah. you know, so there's nothing dangerous in that sense. Cool but antelope will, species, though. Cool antelope species. It's still really cool to, like, you and I love to look at tracks and see yeah. what's been going on. And there are things like serval and caracal. So we saw those tracks and, like, porcupine, lots of porcupine tracks. Lots of porcu- uh, porcupine feces. Um, we're, uh, we saw serval feces as well, caracal mm. tracks, um, which was, which was really, really, really interesting that these small mammals are still, um, quite active and thriving in those areas. No, I absolutely hundred percent recommend the Drakensberg. Like it's also, it's one of those places that isn't touristy. Yeah. Um, like 
you know, you have, like, Kruger Cape Town is the big highlight that when people travel to South Africa, like, that's what they want to take off, that's high on the list, which there's a 100% a reason for that, and I wouldn't say don't do that, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing as well. But I think if you're coming to South Africa again, or if you have longer time to spend, like, Drakensberg is one of those, like, hid not hidden gems, but it is definitely something that is more popular with the locals. Uh, so it's definitely, like, a very local feel where you you feel like you emerging into the country and the culture and you get to try a lot of like local food food and small little shops and bakeries and that's what we did as well which is really really cool yeah absolutely i think it's it's, it's got that small town feel to it mm. um but and like like you said took the words right out of my mouth it's not as commercial as crew as kruger or cape town mm. um and it's definitely a destination for a repeat client or repeat guest to south africa or someone that's coming to South Africa multiple times, just mainly due to the fact that it's it's quite inconveniently located if you are a first-timer. Most first-timers, if they have enough time, if they have two to three weeks, they're normally ticking off Vic Falls, um, Kruger National Park, and Cape Town itself. Whereas fitting the Drakensberg, that's not close to any major airfield or airport um it's it, it's difficult to get to it's a it's quite a long drive from johannesburg just want to clarify because you mentioned vic falls vic falls it's not in south africa no no no. Just, of course but so just like sorry just so we don't confuse anyone <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but that is one of those um, things where people do like a first um, time to to the su southern, southern africa, africa they're normally ticking off those three but to be fair also like 100 percent agree with you and uh, but we do have a client coming in september on our workshop that yeah. we do you want to talk about as well because we've forgotten to talk about the workshop <laughs> anyway he's coming to the workshop and uh, he is climbing and uh, he's going hiking for three five nights five in the days yeah i'm impressed like uh like he's gonna he's he's he's, he's doing the full-on yeah. uh, like hiking experience camping and you know like trail i get I guess trailing yeah and uh, while we just we stayed at a resort and then we hiked during the day and then came back and had our very comfortable bed and everything but he's doing like the full-on hiking which is also super cool and uh, he's going with a guide who's organizing everything for him so if you are interested in those kind of things there is those possibilities as well just just want to like yeah put, put it that out, out there. there for those who maybe are keen for those things because he is an avid hiker and hikes a lot back in the states and he was like i've been wanting to go to the drakensberg for so long can you guys organize this and we put him in touch with this guide and and helped him organize it yeah yeah uh, so there is those possibilities as well for those who are interested yeah drakensberg i think is is, is just like a really special place yeah. um due to it's it it almost like when you if you have the right lighting it almost looks it's it's one of those mountain ranges that almost looks like you're staring into a laptop screensaver yeah. you know what i mean when oh, you're at that <laughs> wherever you look when you're it's hiking crazy it's just like screensaver cool. screensaver it was amazing and i i went to draw i've been going to drakensberg for many many years obviously there's been a there's been a large gap since i've been like in the lodge industry and moved up to the kruger region for the last 10 12 years uh but when i was a kid growing up uh in early stage three four years old we'd always go down once or once every two years go down to the drakensberg and do some hikes um and i always remember i loved my time but i was quite a lazy child so i always used to complain and moan while <laughs> i was on the on these hiking trails but now that i've matured um <laughs> and you're uh, almost 30 and, and i'm engaged. almost 30 <laughs> and engaged wow i sound old 
Um, but yeah, when I was younger, I really didn't enjoy it. But you know, now that now that I'm older and I like to keep active and like to get out there and like to get into nature, it really is an amazing place to do that. Yeah, and it's, it definitely sparked something in me where I want to like try to look for hikes close to where we live and want to try to do those kind of things because it was really awesome, such an awesome way to exercise and. Yeah, yeah, I just really enjoyed it in general, and there's a lot of different types of hikes. Like, like the waterfalls, for example. Oh, the waterfalls were stunning. So many beautiful. And you like not just you're not only up in the mountains. You also go down into the valleys. The valleys where there's like these these incredible forests and the waterfalls, and and you can like swim in the yeah uh, in the river, and it's just no, it's stunning. And if you're not like an avid hiker but still keen to like try it out, there is like easier trails, and then there's more difficult ones. So you can do the ones that work for you, and you know you do it in your own pace and everything. Like we, the first day when we went on our first hike, and we, you know, got up on the top, and it, like we, it was hot, and we were quite tired already, and we were like, wow, are we gonna be able to make this? We meet to people to to girls that were running and they're yeah. running the whole trail and i was like oh my word you guys are my heroes <laughs> <laughs> way to make me feel small you yeah. know uh but yeah hats off to those ladies they were amazing um seeing them running down that whole trail and they were running quickly yeah so you really, can do really quickly you know you can do whatever you feel works for you you know what i mean um absolutely so yeah bottom line is drakensberg's a must see there's multiple forms of accommodation um throughout the Drakensberg Mountains. You can get these tiny, little, cute little B&Bs. Uh, you can get these, for families that are keen on traveling, you, you get these big resorts that have tennis courts, soccer fields. Um, no, self-catering or you say yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, it's kind of like the Drakensberg's your oyster, you know. It just There's camping as well. I think I'm going to go back and do camping in my van. No, absolutely. I think that's going to be really cool. But, uh, enough about the Drakensberg. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about before we jump into Craig has an exciting new idea for the podcast that he wants to do but before we jump into that I do want to talk about it because we keep on forgetting mm -hmm. about the workshop oh absolutely yeah I think we've had about like five six episodes and we haven't mentioned it no so, so apologize about that yeah so we have a workshop in South Africa photographic photographic workshop. workshop in South Africa that I'm very stoked for and uh, that we forgot to talk about uh, and then unfortunately now it's actually sold out. Yeah. Uh, so we, we posted a little bit on, on Instagram for those of you who follow us. Um, we posted a, a, a few, I think we only did it once or twice, the stories. And uh, it sold out quite quickly. Uh, mm. So now that specific workshop in September is full, but because that one filled up so quickly, we decided to add on more dates and make another workshop for this year that uh, we are now announcing yes. for August. Yeah. So, if you are interested in joining us for a workshop for the 20th to the 24th of, of August, August, 2023, just let us know because there is space available and yeah, the last one, for the one for September, sold out so quickly. So, if you're interested, just hit us up and we can send you more information. I'll also link the brochure with a lot of information, the itinerary and all of that and what's included and uh, all of that in the link below. The price is, Craig? $2,300 per person sharing. And, and it is in the Greater Kruger. Yeah, it's in the Kruger National Park, um, in the Klesiri Private Nature Reserve, which is an unfenced, shares an unfenced border with the Kruger. Um, really is a pristine area. It's one of those areas that's not overly commercialized. There is not a lot of vehicles, and that's why we like to use it as a photographic destination due to the fact that we don't have to be rushed out of sightings uh, on like you would in most commercial areas where you have 10, 
10-15 minutes with specific animal i mean we find it i'm driving photographers we can sit there for half an hour if we're keen on doing it we can sit there for three hours we can we sit there to. for three hours if you we want can sit to there and wait for the perfect light and that's the whole point the whole workshop is very focused on photography mm. and uh you know finding the animals in the perfect light being out early morning late afternoon uh, in the golden light and trying to position our base for the best uh, position ourselves for the best photos and the best angles uh, which craig is very good at doing thank you <laughs> but anyway more information about that below uh, or let us know and we'll send you through and uh, there is also more um, it's still space for my uh, workshop to tanzania in november so i'll link that below as well and i'm not going to talk too much about that because we have a whole episode where i spoke about that that you can find uh, on the podcast yeah uh, where a I couple spoke episodes about, back yeah about my latest uh, workshop when i went there and what we saw and what we did but yeah if you're interested let us know so moving on from that uh Craig has a new exciting idea or feature or whatever you want to call it for the podcast yeah. that he wants to do for the next couple of episodes, <laughs> which I love because we have such a strong love for South Africa and we like big part of what we're doing with bringing guests to South Africa on safari and through the podcast and our social media is basically showcasing this incredible country and Craig wants to do a thing. Yeah. So I, I'm quite keen on, obviously we, we started our, our podcast all those episodes ago where we were doing lodge scenarios, which was great because we're fresh out of the lodge industry, but I would forget scenarios and Carolina had to go quite a lot. Um, so I've decided to, in, to catch up all the scenarios I missed, I've decided to do something quite, I think, quite beautiful and I'm going to... Every every episode, well not every episode from here on out, for the next couple of episodes, uh, have a few short fun facts about South Africa. So to, in this episode I'm going to start with three um, and then we'll see as the podcast episodes go along as to how many I'll do each episode. Maybe I might do one, I might do three, I might do four, I might do five, but depending on, on how I'm feeling and how many I've found. Um, because it's quite cool i was i was looking up and you know there's there's so much in south africa and south africa has so much good to offer the world and is such a beautiful country as those of you who have listened to our podcast for all the episodes would know out of the stories that we have yeah so let me tell you my three fun facts about south africa today okay i'm a huge sports fan as most people would know um that know me i Love all sports. I can watch any of them. And um, South Africa is the only country in the world. Now, I'll get a bit of pushback from the Brits. Because they might argue this. Um, You'll explain why. I'll explain why. Mm -hmm. I had to dig deep in the technicalities. But South Africa is the only country to have hosted the Rugby World Cup. The Cricket World Cup. And the FIFA World Cup, which is soccer or football World Cup. Now, the, the English are probably jumping up and down. Going, Craig, you're wrong. We've also hosted. You haven't. You have shared the World Cup. So, actually, the actual fact is South Africa is the only country that has solely hosted these three events in the world. Um, England, you usually share these events with Scotland, Wales or Ireland. So, sorry, you're not there. 
Um, bit Africa. of a technicality, but I got you. Sorry, South Africa wins. <laughs> um, and number two on my list is we are also the country that was first ever in the world to do a the heart transplant. A successful heart. A successful heart transplant by Christian Barnard on the third of December, nineteen sixty-seven. That's, that's so cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. You know. And my number three, my personal favorite for this episode, even though I'm such a sports fan and that the World Cup one was quite a cool one for me, uh, we have in South Africa the largest urban forest in the world with over 10.5 million trees in the city center. Oh, uh, which city? Johannesburg. Oh, okay. Uh, and those of you who have driven through Johannesburg or live in Johannesburg or have lived in Johannesburg, just gone through Johannesburg would know if you did notice there's a lot of trees in Johannesburg, which is, is quite amazing. Um I think it and you know some of those avenues in in Joburg City are like they're lined with jacaranda trees. So in the spring months when the jacarandas are flowering and uh, it's it's just it's so beautiful. I would Carolina, you'd love it to take photos there because mm. it just the 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 road turns blue, the trees turn blue. It's it's just like this bluey purple. Oh, it's, it, it's absolutely magnificent. So yeah, that's really those cool. are my three fun facts about South Africa today. Yeah, it is quite amazing. I have been up on like a rooftop the one time on like a rooftop bar and stuff, and looking over Johannesburg, you just see all these trees. Yeah, you can barely which, see the ho- the roofs of the houses. Yeah, because we spoke about it the other day that Johannesburg is a little bit of a it's quite a different city compared to like a European city yeah. because yeah, it's it's more like there's more houses than actual like skyscrapers. So then I think that also makes it possible for all these trees to actually thrive there because no, hundred percent, not a lot of skyscrapers, you know giving shade where they can't grow and stuff for sure and you know a lot of people don't like johannesburg or dis johannesburg uh due to the safety concerns and absolutely it is and the traffic the, the, the traffic yeah. <laughs> God, we've been we've been here for about a month now and wow i can't I get you i can't get used to that traffic but going back to the point is a lot of people dis johannesburg try avoid johannesburg um tourists from a point uh, to, to an extent um yeah, look, I don't, I'm not against you. I'm not against anyone wanting to avoid Johannesburg. There are safety concerns to an extent, uh, not nearly close to what the media puts out there. But, you know, it is also a beautiful city. Um, we've got the Apartheid Museum, which takes you deep dives, deep dives into uh, the South African history. We've got um, the Bota- Johannesburg Bot- Botanical Gardens, which is absolutely beautiful. So there's there's a lot in Johannesburg that you can go see. And the Cradle of Humankind. Forgot about that one. Is it in Johannesburg? Though? Well, it's just outside. If you're staying overnight in Johannesburg, you could definitely do a tour of the Cradle of Humankind. And that is where the first ever human remains um, all those many, 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 many years ago has been excavated. So yeah, Johannesburg, nice place to stop over if you are transferring to the... Yeah, I think it's it's... Again, like we spoke about earlier, you know, people forget how much South Africa has to offer 
and you know people kind of focus on on Cape Town and Kruger and, and often we also find when people contact us they forget how big South Africa is so they think that oh, Cape wow. Town and Kruger is like an hour's drive from each other which is definitely <laughs> not uh, it takes about an what is it two hours of well, flight sorry to cut you off there but I, we had a chat this was way before we started the podcast our company whatever we're still very much in the lodge industry and we had friends of ours that were doing a their i think it was a bachelor party or bachelorette party i cannot remember exactly and someone said and the the bride was from france and um the bridesmaids were in south africa and they're planning the bachelorette party and they were like they were all kind of talking over whatsapp and one of the girls said okay we're gonna do a three-day bachelorette party so we're gonna do a morning breakfast in cape town then we're gonna do a safari drive in Kruger, and then we're gonna go back for the next morning shark cage diving in the Eastern Cape or something like that. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you have not looked at a map of South Africa at all." <laughs> That's the thing, and it's unfortunately a very common misconception. We get yeah. like a lot of people that don't realize how big the country yeah. is. It's about two hours from Kruger to Cape Town, hey, with flights. With a flight, two and a half. Two and a half with a flight. By flight. So that gives you quite quite a big enough. Isn't that idea. isn't that the same equivalent? Could you not fly across Europe? Depends on where in like across Europe from north to south or east to west, I guess. Okay, so give us give us a. I don't know. Attack. I think for two hours, like it's from London to Stockholm. I think it's about two hours. Okay. Okay. I haven't flown there in long, but I think so. Okay. Cool. People might think I'm stupid now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but bottom line is it is it's far. It, yeah, it's, it is. It's a big country, a and distance. where I'm getting to now, we're getting stuck into how long, it, how far it is from certain airports. But what I'm trying to say is that South Africa has so much to offer in between. Like it's a huge country, and it has so much like different types of landscapes and animals and things to see and experience you know, within the country, and I personally want to travel more in South Africa, that's why I want to do my van travels and so on, but I highly recommend other people who come and visit to try to explore more of the country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, going up from from uh, Cape Town to Joburg, going back to that, mm. um, and how diverse it is, so like just over that two and a half flight, you're flying... For, you're flying over multiple different ecosystems and biomes um, and different areas. So, like, just going up, you're going over... I'm just trying to map it out in my head. If you're flying over Cape Town, you're going through a desert. You're going through desert. Um, you're Karoo. going through mountains, yeah. Uh, or desert. Uh, Karoo is desert to an extent. It's just more arid. Mm. Um, semi-desert. Yeah, semi-desert. The, you're going through a semi-desert. You're going, through a fo- you're going over forest. You're going over mountain range. And then you're going into savannah. savannah. Um, and grassland it's amazing Um, just by that small little flight that you're going over no it was incredible and and I think uh, that was something again we spoke to my parents about a lot because we took them to uh, this reserve close to Drakensburg called Nambiti this is that's where we stayed at this lodge and, and Craig proposed to me and it was wonderful to show them a different reserve in South Africa than Kruger and they have also been to Pilansburg before and Kruger and Pilansburg are quite similar, I would say, with like animals and the types of animals that you find there. But here you had all these different types of antelopes that they hadn't seen before and they got all confused because there was just like 
five new different antelope species that they hadn't seen before. That didn't and they existed. They were like, what is this thing? Yeah, and they were like, how do I keep track on the ones we've seen? Like, wait, which one was this? And how did this one look like? Because there's just so many new species, <laughs> which is amazing. And uh, that's the beauty of these different ecosystems, that there's so such a diversity of, of animals yeah. and vegetation and all of the, these things. No, absolutely. And, you know, there was going into, going back into Nambiti, you know, we've, we stayed at such a beautiful lodge. I'm actually going to mention them. Uh, Mzola Zola, just absolutely mm. hats off to you guys. It Stunning. was incredible. Five star at a reason, a reasonably priced five star lodge, and just, just amazing. The service was next level. Mm. There was nothing that was too much for them, and um, not that we are the most demanding guests no. in the world, of course, because we've been in the industry, but. But you can incredible. see they put in effort and you know i i normally read effort obviously having been in the industry quite a long time is names mm. they pick the names up immediately as you arrive and that is absolute professionalism because yeah. they had a full camp at the time and they would not they did not forget our names and that was incredible and that that's that's a step that's yeah. when you know this these these, this team knows what they're doing because names are difficult for people. Absolutely. And and food also incredible. Yeah. It's stun such a stunning lodge because it's like up on this hill. So it like overlooks yeah. the reserve and you just have this gorgeous view from every room. It, it was absolutely stunning. And I think the interesting thing with a lodge like that as well is that, as you say, it's reasonably priced, even though it is five star, uh, because as much as I love... We all know we love Kruger. And as yeah. much as we love the lodges in Kruger, and as much as I think, you know, that is a very, like, probably my favorite place in South Africa and the incredible part yeah. of South Africa, uh, the reality is that the lodges in Kruger are more expensive. Uh, and there is reasons behind that, obviously. But if you're looking for a, like, luxury, cool safari experience, you are going to get that for such a better price in the smaller reserves for sure. around the country. Look, you know, like the lodge, Mzolo Zolo, fantastic. The reserve Nambiti, beautiful. The uh, one, but you know, any reserve, Kruger, any lodge, there's pros and cons. Mm. And one of the big cons for me here and also for photographers out there at Nambiti, most of the cats, lions and cheetah are collared because mm. they do research and monitoring programs on them and um, that is a downside from a photography point of view but obviously they're completely wild animals uh, it's just a bit of an eyesore to see a collar on from a photographer so that's one of the cons but it don't, doesn't take anything away from the experience we had and the the service we received and the price we paid you know mm. what I mean and getting back to what you were saying about the um, the price point I mean there are just I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if I'm offending anyone. There is 100% unjustifiably expensive lodges out there. There is. It's there just, is, it's fact. There is lodges that just charge an incredible amount of money for not that much extra effort, if you know what I mean. And, yeah. And there's also, there is 100% people out there who are willing to pay that. And that's why these lodges are charging the money that yeah. they are, because it, it, there's people that will pay for it. But I think what, you know, what we try to do as agents is to help people find the best place with best value for money. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think what, what's with us from, for example, I mean, with me, with the experience, you know, you've, I've worked at multiple reserves in the Kruger and I, I must be honest, I do not have experience outside of the Kruger region. I've done a few research projects 
in uh, um, and placements in and around other areas, but never really. Yeah, I've never really worked actively worked outside of these outside of the Kruger region. So I know the Kruger region pretty well, and I I just I think that the lodges are fantastic. These these very expensive lodges. Now you guys might be sitting at home or wherever you are listening to this pod, saying. Oh, but what's expensive? I'm talking like, I'm talking like four, five thousand dollars per room per night. Mm. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm talking. I'm talking that level. And what what are your expectations? Is my room made of gold? Mm. No, it's not. Yes, it's beautiful. They have had a fine architect go in there, and they've um, and designer. Everything's to a T. It's beautiful. It's immaculate. But I think there's a small percentage of people that are looking for that. And yes, maybe there is a demand for that. But for the average traveler, safari traveler, it's unjustifiably expensive. You know, you don't get more than you get. Now, Now I've noticed a lot of lodges having done quite a lot of work. 2023 is really, really busy. I've noticed that a lot of lodges are going all-inclusive, a lot of five-star lodges. So your your house alcohols are included. Uh, so your whiskies. Um, let me give you an example of a whiskey. Your Johnny Walker Black, uh, your KWV tenure would be included in your rate. Um, and then at these extremely fancy lodges where you're paying that five, six thousand or four, five thousand dollars a room per room per night, you yes, you get included you can drink Moe Chandon and you can drink Johnny Walker Blue. But I mean to justify that price between a thousand dollars or let's say let's say a thousand five hundred dollars per room per night and five thousand dollars per room per night where they're both five star lodges the service is equally as impressive like what 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 do you like how where's that justification i think it's also you know there's there's obviously there's a lot of from working at these lodges as well there's a lot of like you know small details and there's things like you know, you have a room service or you have, you know, a, a butler that is, you know, dedicated to you, specifically to your room, who's always at, you know, like your, your beck and call. Your beck and call, exactly. And I think those kind of things, like that's what, and then, you know, at some of these places you get like your private chef and you, you have spa treatments included and those kind of things, you know. But I think uh, the thing is that, as you say, your average traveler isn't looking for that and isn't that's not what they want out of their safari and that's where it becomes unreasonable i think there is people out there that you know are willing to pay these things i'm thinking like celebrities or like people who literally don't care about the money and they're like just and they also just want and people who just want everything to be to happen like this Mm. you know what i mean but i think for the average traveler and the people who contact us there's no point in paying that amount of money when you will get just as a great experience at a different place. Sometimes even better from a wildlife point of view. Mm, that too, you know, because that also comes into consideration where, you know, the areas you traverse and how m- much area you traverse and how, you know, how productive those areas are. And that's the kind of stuff that we, we know. And yeah. that's what we also communicate with our guests. But I think yeah, what we're also trying to say is like, this is why when people come contact us as well that we start instead of we don't just give you 
like, okay, here's a safari option. We have a conversation with you because some agents will do that. They will like, you contact them and they say, and you say, okay, I want to go on safari. And they're like, here's the most expensive lodge that I know yeah. because that's going to bring me the most money. This is what it's going to cost. And then you're like, okay, this is maybe what a safari costs. Like, let me book that then. And that's not what we do. We have a conversation with you to figure out what you're looking for uh, to be able to find the best place that works for you. I think also, you know, there's a lot of lodges out there that we I call them the industry originals. The industry originals, and as much as their their names are amazing, I think they're incredible. Um, I'm going to actually name them. I think they're beautiful. The lodges are beautiful. Their guiding is incredible. Singita, uh, amazing. The lodges are fantastic. Uh, Pinda, uh, the and beyond group, amazing. I would say they like the brand names yes, of, of, of the, industry. the industry. They started this industry. Mm. They did, and I hats off to you guys for doing it. But I think they're the they're just leaning way too much on the fact that they were the industry originals. And you know, at this current point in, where the industry is, with all the other lodges are actually catching up. Oh, we we should do this too. We should do that too. I just think it's really unjustifiably expensive that those names that I've just mentioned are. Guys, just want to add on there. This is a personal opinion. I'm not saying this is uh, this is factual. Someone could give me a call and say, "Hey, listen, Craig, this is actually why it's justified." I don't think they will, but that's just it's just a personal opinion that I feel that the some of these places in the safari industry are just charging way too much, and um, it, it it can't be justified in any way, shape, or form. But again, I will say, beautiful, beautiful properties. An amazing guiding and you will have an incredible experience but I'm saying you will also have an incredible experience for half the price at someone else that was not an industry original okay guys I think we are gonna finish up there uh, we're again up in this very warm room uh, that we don't want to spend too I feel much like we need time to, we need to share photos of, of this of this incredibly warm room yeah someone actually said to us or quite a few people have said to us they would love us to film the podcast and I think it's a great idea I think I would love to do that as well and like put it up on YouTube and stuff and be able to post more about it on social media but it's just we film in the most awkward places where it's not great to film we record in the most awkward places where it's not where it's not great to film uh, so we just need to figure out how we can do a prettier setup before we start filming the podcast so thanks yeah. for the for the interest i'm glad to hear there's an interest for it and we will probably start doing it at some actually, point just on that note i think it is like we've actually spoken about it filming the podcast and i'm actually glad you brought it up because it is we do actually do our podcast in some pretty awesome areas. Yeah, we should we should we do should, it. Every but now and then. it's just it's it's sorry guys, it's just juggling between the really difficult areas. Like we've done one from a car yeah. with Chris, um, and then sometimes we do it in this weird loft thing that we're sitting in, and it looks like we're prisoners. Yeah. Um, but it, like we do do some some really cool ones, and um, I think maybe we'll try it when we are in a in a pretty setting. Like when um, we at a lodge or when we trigger yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one where we were at Tomboiti, mm. where we came in and everyone commented on the birds calling and everything. Exactly. That was amazing. And I think if you guys are interested, give us a shout on Instagram. Um, and it will be definitely something we, we think about. Yeah, I think, I think uh, keep an eye out. I think we will 
film some of them but not all of them maybe mm, yeah. uh, and uh, that will be be coming out soon i guess and i think we're going to start with like short clips mm. to like put on stories and stuff like that and and yeah. if you guys kind of like that just let us know and we'll keep doing it yeah um but what we do want to mention as well about the podcast we want to thank everybody as usual it is just so much fun to get you guys' feedback and messages and like a lot of people asking questions and are interested and it's just it's really awesome for us because it's 100% just a passion project that we're doing because we're enjoying it so your feedback really keeps us motivated but also we hit our listener record last month we did indeed which was awesome uh, I think a lot thanks to Carolina and the, her episode hit our all-time yeah. record of thank most you listeners. Carolina other Carolina yeah other Carolina exactly <laughs> Uh, who was the previous episode we interviewed her uh, so if you haven't listened to that please go listen to that uh, so yeah. yeah in general just really awesome and feeling very excited about the podcast and we've got more guests coming on soon yeah definitely we've got some pretty exciting people coming on uh, yeah. going forward and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it uh, the chats with them absolutely but until then you guys please take care and hit us up if you have any questions and ideas for things you want us to talk about as usual uh, but yeah we just appreciate you guys so much listening to the podcast chat soon guys